Welcome to the Fully Engaged Fitness Podcast, where you'll be hearing from the top fitness experts from the engaged personal training community of businesses. These include client interviews and success stories, insights and tips from our top fitness experts, and the unique approach that we bring to our clients that have helped transform thousands of lives over the last 10 years in business. Don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast so that you can be the first one in the know. Now let's get into this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Fully Engaged Fitness Podcast. Uh, Devin Gage here with your Engage Way series. Today, we're going to be talking about um, what our philosophy is on training while sick and or injured. Um, If you are sick and injured, um, that's a pretty rough go, but uh, I hope you get well soon. So uh, what do we feel about training while sick and or injured? Um, I'm going to start with being sick. So this one is has the most gray area. So I'm going to cover uh, as much as I can really professionally have an opinion on and from what my research has concluded over the years and really just what we recommend. So if you are sick, if you are first, if you are contagious, uh, please just out of uh, respect for everybody else, stay away from public places. Um, you know, we don't want to get anybody else sick and we don't want to spread sickness throughout the gym. So <clears throat> if you are contagious, stay home until you're not contagious and we'll send you a, a cup of soup or something. Uh, if you're not contagious, um, it really comes down to a few factors. So let's say it is a cold, uh, cold or flu symptoms. If the symptoms are primarily above your neck, so head cold, runny nose, um, stuffy sinus stuff, um, it is deemed to be fairly safe to train and lift weights and work out um, to your comfort level. Obviously, if you've got a ton of sinus pressure, um, you're not going to probably get the most out of your session, but it shouldn't exacerbate any sickness. There's a, a researcher, an exercise science researcher named Lyle McDonald that's done a ton of research on this, and really, above the neck sickness is pretty safe and straightforward to continue training as long as you feel up to it. So above the head, flu and cold symptoms are pretty much good to go. Um, And then below the chest, or below the neck, if it's a chest cold, um, nausea, whatever, um, you definitely wanna be more careful because uh, that's the type of cold and flu. And again, let me preface all of this, I'm not a doctor. Uh, This is only what I've seen from my preliminary research, so take everything that I'm saying with a grain of salt. It is incredibly nuanced and personalized to your individual sickness, and always, you know, listen to a doctor if you're unsure or not confident in what to do next. So anything below the neck uh, is considered as like a, a yellow light. Proceed with caution. Because if you do train and if you you know push it too hard, you can uh, make some of those symptoms worse and, and develop some like bronchitis or some chest congestion that can make things worse um, with kind of respiratory issues. So below the chest, if you're wheezing, if you're coughing, if you've got a lot of buildup in there, um, just be very careful. If anything, uh, I would do really really light movement and to whatever extent you feel comfortable. So go for a long walk. Um, maybe do like a recumbent bike or just, you know, I like to rock, which is just like a weighted backpack that I walk with. 
because uh, walking is boring and that makes it a little more exciting. Um, so that's my main recommendation. Uh, things like using a sauna can have somewhat of a similar effect or somewhat of an improvement uh, in your overall health that's not gonna exacerbate like uh, like cardio would. And then that's, you know, if you are sick, those are the things that we recommend. Um, but really, you know, develop an understanding of where you're at in your sickness and what exercise really does if you are sick. So exercise is a form of stress on your body. There's no other way to describe it. It is a form of stress on the body, and the benefit of that is that you are taxing your muscles, your cardiovascular system, and your nervous system so that you are creating adaptations so that you can handle more stress. So that is essentially the benefit of exercise is like you're pushing yourself to uh, a certain limit so that you can keep pushing further limits, all right? And there's a lot of other things that we're not gonna talk about today with you know, how to push yourself to the right limit, but just get an understanding is when you do push yourself outside of that level of comfort uh, of your daily life, your immune system and body will go into a state of suppression in order to recover from that. So it's like if you work out really hard, all of your muscle fibers and uh, it's really just muscle fibers uh, develop micro tears and freeze in those muscle fibers. And then your body sends all of these uh, repairmen to go and fix them up and you need proper nutrition for that, blah, blah, blah. So you need your body kind of like suppresses other function in order to send all of this energy and focus towards repairing your body from that training session. So there's a brief period where your immune system is suppressed and you're likely to exacerbate any kind of sickness, okay? So if you are just getting sick, I would say you don't want to work out and at least you don't want to, you really want to, if you feel something coming on, that's when you want to like call it, don't push yourself because that suppression of the immune system could make your sickness a lot worse. That should make sense to you. Um, we're always open to comments and feedback if not. If you are on the other side of getting sick, where you have kind of gone over the hump and you're still not feeling 100%, but maybe you are really feeling like you're on the mend, then you know you should feel better about being able to train and like push yourself a little bit. Obviously, just enough to like get a response and, and not don't overdo it. You never want to overdo it when you are at all compromised. So, the final thing I will say about uh, training while sick is there's all kinds of like secondary factors uh, with training while sick. Um, a lot of times when we are sick, we're not eating quite as well as we should. We're not sleeping quite as well as we should um, or have normally. So you want to take all that into consideration. You're going to feel weaker. So if you go and like try to do what you do when you feel your best, you're more likely to get hurt. You're probably not going to be as able to be as intentional with like bracing your core and uh, your uh, form and technique when lifting weights. Um, so it, all of that kind of leads to 
a higher likelihood of hurting yourself in the gym, which is just going to not lead to anything good. So, you know, not exactly correlated to being sick or not exactly like a direct uh, symptom, but definitely something else to keep in mind if you want to go to the gym while sick, if you have brain fog and you're just like not 100% there, just be really careful of uh, your technique and making sure you don't do anything dumb to hurt yourself. So I hope that answers your question about being sick. Honestly, just use your best judgment. Um, that's, that's pretty much the best thing that we can recommend there. Now, when it comes to being injured, this is where we can have a lot more of like an in-depth discussion and a lot more opinions. So I, I can confidently say that we have never been able to, sorry, we have never seen an injury or seen uh, a limitation that we cannot work around in some capacity, right? Besides from a spinal injury or uh, a surgery, an orthopedic surgery or something, or any kind of surgery, um, we can pretty much find a way to keep you exercising. And there is no reason that you should stop participating in healthy activity and exercise if you are injured. It does not matter how bad the injury is in your arm, you should still be moving your lower body and practicing strength training and challenging yourself. Um, not only is it going to help you recover from any injury faster, but it really is just no excuse. In my personal opinion, um, people are a lot of our clientele a lot of people that train at Gage and Engage, um, you know, getting hurt really stinks and it puts you in a really sour mood and you're frustrated. And that is like the biggest problem is that you're frustrated because you can't do what you want to do because you like coming to Gage because that's what we make our gym is a place that people like to go to. And you're just frustrated. So you want to sit home. It's really not helpful. It's not helpful for the recovery of your injury because movement uh, is going to increase oxygen and you know blood flow, and it's going to really help repair any damage to tissue. And it's also just going to like set you back even further. So it just turns into this cycle of like you're down in the dumps and you're not feeling good because you're injured, and then your injury lasts longer, and you're going to stay down in the dumps. All right, so. I'll share the story. I've had multiple, multiple injuries throughout my athletic career and just, you know, all kinds of things. Starting when I was in high school, I tore my ACL. I've had two ACL surgeries. A third, uh, something is damaged in my knee. I just never really got it taken care of because uh, I'm stubborn. And then I've had four hernias in my abdomen. Uh, I've had a shoulder reconstruction because of a torn labrum. I've had... Uh, surgeries on my shins for a condition called compartment syndrome where I had both of my shins cut open to relieve pressure um, and then I've had lots of stuff uh, and I have never had to miss more than a, probably a week of physical exercise and that is not me trying to act like a tough guy or shame you for like needing some time I'm just telling you that there really is very few reasons aside from like a major surgery to your abdomen or uh, spine or neck 
that should keep you out of the gym or should keep you moving and, and participating in some exercise program. And in fact, even if you have one arm, there's a ton of research to show the benefit of what's called cross-education. So when I tore my labrum in my shoulder, my right arm was in a sling for like 12 weeks. It was really like, I was out for a long time. And my physical therapist still wanted me in the gym doing bicep curls and overhead press and tricep extensions, forearm exercises, and everything I could do with my left arm because, and I was like, well, man, aren't I like, look like a weirdo with like one giant arm and one arm that's all deteriorated from sitting in a sling? And he taught me this way back in the day, like 15 years ago. And he was like, no, actually, uh, training your other arm, your good arm, actually stimulates muscular development and decreases muscle loss in your injured arm. Because you're actually, you're not just training your arm, you're training your entire nervous system, which is all connected and it's gonna send nerve impulses to the damaged arm, which is gonna help it recover. It's gonna help it maintain strength. And uh, you're, obviously you're not gonna get the same level of development in your injured arm, but it's actually like the best thing you can do is train one arm on your good arm. So where maybe our first thought when we're injured is, to take just, I need to rest, I need to sit on the couch and do nothing because I need to heal. That's actually like way worse for your healing process than using your other arm. Um, and it's a little counterintuitive, but that's what the research shows and I believe the research. So that's, you know, in the upper body, uh, that's a really good function in the lower body. That's a really uh, good reason to keep training. Um, again, there's a lot of, I could talk forever about modifications and ways that we can keep you moving. Um, but another example is when I tore my ACL, uh, my left ACL, the two surgeries that I had, I rarely ever had to miss a workout because uh, I could still train core, I could still train my arms. In PT, they had those little like hand bicycle things that I could like really crank out. And that was allowing me to like keep moving. And then there were all kinds of like things that I was able to rig up to do single leg exercises and, and train my other arm in a really challenging way. So uh, again, there's so many nuances of like angles of muscular movement that you can do or muscles that are injured or strains or arthritis. I'm not going to go into all that because it's way too, there's way too many individualized or individualizations. Every single trainer at Engage, Engaged can modify for whatever injury you have. Aside from a, a spinal cord injury, um, as long as your doctor has cleared you to exercise, there is no reason you should not be able to come in. And if anything, you should maintain the ritual or habit of coming in. Because what happens with most people that are not true in their blood, like identifying as gym people, those couple weeks that they rest, uh, other things fill up the time that they were going to the gym and they establish new habits. 
and they it's really hard to get back on track when that happens so the best thing you can do is just listen we've had people that come in and just like come and hang out because they need to maintain that habit of going to the gym and fitting it into their day and if you do that enough like it does become a habit which is non-conscious that uh, really you don't even have to think about you're a gym person now so wherever you're at with your injury if you broke your wrist if you hurt your knee or broke your ankle um, there's really very I, it's hard for me to think of a reason that you shouldn't at least show up to the gym maintain that habit and do whatever you can do without pain and we, you know, another factor that's you know helpful with working with us at Gage and Engage is we'll talk to your physical therapist. A lot of times PTs, uh, they know it's okay to work out and they just like to know that we're doing safe workouts. I think sometimes when people go and they're like, oh, I go to this weightlifting gym, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. is it CrossFit? Is it boot camp? Uh, and they just have no clue and they don't know who they're working with. So every one of our trainers is perfectly comfortable talking to your physical therapist and we obviously have PTs that we recommend as well um, and saying hey we're working with Sally she's got a broken foot uh, where can we pick up where you left off and we'll adapt that to whatever you need alright so uh, without you know bagging on about you know talking in circles about this the short answer for this podcast is um, yes, if you are injured, there's 99% of the time you should still come to the gym and there is a massive benefit to not only continuing your fitness goals, but to the recovery of your injury to continuing to come to the gym, all right? If you are sick, use your best judgment and... If it's a head cold, you should be okay as long as you can tolerate it. And anything below the neck, you want to be really careful and understand if you're on the early or the late side of that sickness to judge if you should really be going to the gym. All right? Hope this helps, guys. That's the Engage philosophy and the Gage Strength Training philosophy. Um, if you do have questions, obviously everyone's injury is unique. So email us or talk to your trainer about how they can modify your workout. Um, but they can. I assure you that they can. So I hope this gives you a vote of confidence.